You are now listening to the CRC podcast, brought to you by Pastor Act Bossif. We trust that this message will change your life forever. Now come on, give him all that you have this morning. Give him your biggest praise. At the start of this day, they're in Bloemfontein, the thousands gathered there, Johannesburg, all over South Africa. Come on, let's give the Lord a mighty praise for His goodness and His love and His kindness. And we know He has our future in the palm of His hand. Welcome to TBN, TBN here to welcome to One Gospel Live. What a great honor to be with you throughout this pandemic. We are prolonging our contracts with all of these television channels. So we will be pastoring you online, live on television. Those of you that can't make church, also in Praise TV, we welcome you. Facebook Live, YouTube Live, correctional facilities all over South Africa. We're having parties for all of you in the coming weeks and we're very excited about that. Then also all over Russia, Israel, America, Europe, India, Pakistan, China and the continent of Africa. Come on Africa, we can praise God like nobody else. We have the beat. Amen. I feel a full susa boer op a plaas in die vrystaat van Ochen. So as jy nie kan sê vrystaat, nie kan jy maar sê praise God in Jesus name. Come and give the Lord one more praise. We're going to have a fantastic time. God is good. Give somebody some love standing next to you. Some Holy Ghost love in Jesus name. How many of you believe that next year is going to be one of the greatest years of your life ever? Because God says, I know the thoughts I think toward you. Thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future and a hope. So no matter what they are saying about, about wave four, wave five, wave six, wave seven, we are just going to surf the wave of the Holy Ghost through every other wave. And don't miss next Sunday morning as I really have a word from the Lord to prepare you for what God has for you. Okay, and next Sunday night, it's going to be an amazing time. Those of you that only come in the mornings, don't miss Sunday. You can see the steps are bigger. We have a full symphony orchestra here. Next Sunday night with our Christmas production. We don't just do radical praise and music, we like classical music as well. So uh, I even invited somebody that plays the bagpipes <laughs> in the gymnohal because I know that's how I'm going to get him saved. So take your seats in heavenly places this morning. A lot of scriptures this morning, so get ready because we need more than a hallelujah to have the breakthrough God plans for us in 2022. We need to get some wisdom and some understanding. And we need to do the right thing now to secure the right future God has for us tomorrow. So I wanna talk to you about 2022, the year of your breakthrough, but I'm gonna do more teaching this morning. So I'm gonna have to be tied down because I have many scriptures because one of the greatest errors of a preacher that have been preaching the Word forever. We quote Bible verses and people don't know what you're talking about. So I need you to study the Word yourself, get the Word of God, because the Bible says, faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. Amen. So that you can see what I say is not me, but God. Amen. So I, I'm not asking where you are today and I'm not asking where you live today. I'm talking about what you can do today to change tomorrow. The height of deception, I used to say insanity, people said that's not very polite and I'm the most polite person you will find, is to do the same, person, the same thing expecting a different result. You want things to change, that means you're going to have to change some things you are doing right now. You want a better tomorrow, you have to invest in a better tomorrow. Not just gonna drop into your lap. As little as the promised land dropped into the land of the Israelites, they had to possess the promise of God. So Genesis 26 verse one, the Bible says, there was a famine, the first wave in the land beside the first famine in the days of Abraham, verse two, the Lord appeared to Isaac and said, do not go down to Egypt, live in the land or the place of which I tell you. Verse three, dwell in this land, I will be with you and I will bless you. How many of you know that you are where God is, you're gonna be okay? Uh, three of you, okay. I said, how many of you really believe that if you are in the center of God's will, you are going to be okay? No matter what hell breaks loose in your life. He says, God says, I will be with you and I will bless you. To bless you means I'm going to empower you 
to prosper and succeed in life. And I will perform the promise which I swore to Abraham your father. And I'll make your descendants multiply as the stars of the heaven. I will give to your descendants all these lands. And in your seed, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed. So when God talks to you, He talks to your children as well. Because Abraham obeyed my voice. So God says, I'm going to bless you because Abraham obeyed my voice. When? Genesis 22, when God commanded Abraham to offer Isaac. Because Abraham sowed the right seed. He obeyed God. He gave his everything. God says, now I am the Lord your provider because you obeyed me. In blessing, I will bless you. And in multiplying, I will multiply. Now I know that you fear me. Now, for all the grace teachers, this was a dispensation of grace 430 years before the law that God blesses Abraham and He blesses the seed of Abraham, which Galatians explains, the seed of Abraham is Christ. And if you are in Christ this morning, you are the seed of Abraham and you're an heir according the promise. Come on, lift your hand this morning and say, I am blessed. Well, say, I'm too blessed to be stressed. Say it this morning, okay? So verse 12, here it is. Then Isaac sowed in that land. What land? The land of famine. The land of dearth. The second famine. We're gonna talk about the law that governs your life whether you like it or not. A law that governs everything, knowingly or unknowingly. A law that you have to respect. And a law that you have to make work for you and not against you. Every time you open your mouth, you are sowing toward tomorrow. You know, I hear people talk about their children and they say, you're a real little terrorist. What are you doing? My Jesus, you live by the law of seed time and harvest. The thoughts you think, the words you speak, the things you do, the places you go, the things you put in your mind, you live by the law of seed time and harvest. A lot of people that think they're smarter than God and they say, well, I don't believe in this. Well, if we look at your life, we know we, you don't believe in it, but it's very evident that the seed that you have sown have brought you to the place that you are. Not always. But if you're in a place that you don't want to be a famine, wherever it is, your emotions, your physical body, a relationship with a child, whatever it is, you can change that harvest that you are living by sowing seed in famine. Because the last thing we want to do is if we feel we don't have seed to sow or we sow the wrong seed. It's like people want a harvest and they sow no seed. So what does, what does Isaac do? He applies a law that started in the Garden of Eden, a law that his father respected before the law of Moses. Understand that, you know, God's intention was never the law. That was because of the hearts of Israel that when they came out of Egypt, they did not want God to rule them lovingly. So God said, okay, here's the deal. You don't want to serve me the way I love you, then I'm going to give you some rules to live by. But you know, God never gave us a rule book. God gave us a relationship. So the first thing that you have to notice here is Isaac's relationship with God. He actually obeys God. He stays in the place that God commands him to stay. He builds his life on the rhema word of God, not on the word of the economist, not on the word of the prophet. So Isaac sowed in that land and reaped in the same year a hundredfold. Now, I want you to say it today. Say it this morning as if you believe it. You're in Pretoria, Blue on, on, on TV and wherever you are today. Say good things are heading my way. Say it in Jesus' Name. Say 2022, say it. Say it, 2022 will be a year of good harvest for me and my family in Jesus' Name. Now. He reaped in the same year that he sowed, in a year of famine, and the Lord blessed him. Now remember when God created Adam and Eve, or Adam in the Garden of Eden, what is the first thing that God did to Adam? Adam, God did what? He blessed him. 
Now listen, my brother and my sister, when we talk about the blessing of the Lord, it's not something mystical, spiritual. It is power. You shall receive power. It is God's empowerment in your life to succeed and to prosper in this life that you live. That's what the blessing of God means. It's not something spooky, something mystical. It's something very tangible. That's why Solomon, the wisest man who ever walked the earth, when he writes, he says, get wisdom, get understanding. What is understanding? You better know how the principles work and you better operate them. Wisdom is the mind of God in your situation. Knowledge is what the world operates by. So yes, we need knowledge, but we need more than knowledge. We need wisdom. So a lot of people with degrees, a lot of knowledgeable people who have no understanding. It's like the, the auditor that goes bankrupt who doesn't even his own, own budget because he's not operating on a principle of understanding. So we have to understand certain things. We have to respect certain laws. One of them, the law of gravity. You can sit here this morning and say, I don't believe in the law of gravity. Well, then levitate. Because I don't care how long you... Um, you almost I say something wrong. You walk on the air. You're going to come back to earth, okay? Because there's a law. What goes up must come down. You say, I don't believe in the law of gravity, my brother. When you jump off the building, you're going down, 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 down. You're going down. As a matter of fact, those people who, who, who develop aircraft, etc., understand the law of gravity and they have to apply a law against the law of gravity, which is the law of lift to get the aeroplane into the air. And then they have to use gravity to bring the aeroplane back to the landing strip. Same when they send this bus, uh, a shuttle out of our atmosphere. They have to understand gravity and they have to mess with that atmosphere through scientific understanding to get that space shuttle back. So they operate by laws. And the church, whatever. I need a miracle. <laughs> I need a prophet to wave his hand. And God says, no, get wisdom, get understanding. There are things that work for everybody, whether you're saved, whether you're unsaved. And it's called a law of seed time and harvest. It's, it's a law that says, whatever you sow, you will reap. And we're gonna talk about that. What you sow today, you will reap tomorrow. I never said so, God said so. So the man began to prosper after he sowed and was prosper and continued to prosper until he became very prosperous for time's sake. Uh, obviously jealousy the result always if you prosper if you buy a better house than your friends your friends get mad with you rather than celebrating you if you get ahead in life rather than people saying wow look what God is doing people say who does he think he is well I'll tell you who he thinks he is he thinks he's a man of God she's a woman of God they're getting ahead in life they're applying the laws of God they're living in the blessing of God they're living in the favour of God they're living in what God planned for them to get ahead in life in Jesus' Name. So after this, and this is what we will talk about in the beginning of the next year, Isaac worked. He didn't sow his tithe and his offering and sat on his blessed assurance, he dug many wells. Now the wells in those days were the source of life, was the business. Without a well, you perished. So your well is your business. So what is the first thing he did? He unstopped all the wells that his father had dug. They were all wells of blessing. And I'm gonna tell you next year, prophetically, that everything that you lost, God is going to restore, that God is gonna put His hand upon those dead areas in your life, upon your business, upon your partnership. Those wells that have been blocked up by this COVID devil is gonna get unstopped and unblocked. And there's gonna be new life a new blessing that is gonna flow your way. Shout Amen and give the Lord a praise if you believe it in Jesus' Name. So now you have to listen. So he goes back to the source of blessing, God, obedience. But then the, the thing in you is going to work. Work for my Father, it's gonna work for me. Part of that is the local church. You get yourself in the house of God, 2022. You get yourself in the presence of God. You get your children in the house of the Lord because you're gonna live by faith. You're gonna live and overcome the storms of life by the Word of God. So then he digs a well and the water flows 
And the Philistines envied. And the first one is his sect, which is the place of uh, enmity. He refuses to get involved in strife. We're going to talk about that. Second one is he digs a well. He's not a quitter. They're trying to shut his restaurant down. He says, okay, I'm going to open another restaurant. They try and retrench him. He says, okay, I'm going to apply for another job. There ain't no quitting me. Not going to sit down. Not going to feel sorry for myself. I'm not going to give up. I have been blessed by God. So he digs another well, Sitna, which is a place of strife. You don't want to be in strife. You don't want to fight with your ex-husband, your ex-wife. You don't want to fight with your your um, child. You don't want to fight with your ex-business partner. You don't want to live in a place of strife. You want to live in a place of what? Peace, a place of fruitfulness. So he digs another well and that well's name is Rehoboth, which is what? The place of enlargement, the place of fruitfulness, the place of blessing. How many of you have found that place? And I want to say to you, you better get ready because God's going to fill that well with new water, with new clients, with new blessing, with new favour. Come on, with new contracts. Shout Amen. If you are ready for God to bless you. So Isaac, obviously in a second famine, in a declining economy, increases. How? He applies a law that is above the natural. He's not moved by the famine. He doesn't become a victim to his environment. He doesn't allow what he sees out there to determine who he becomes in Yah. And if we are the seed of Christ, where are we seated? Definitely not under COVID. We are seated in heavenly places, far above all principality, power, might and dominion, plotter and schema, world rulers. We are sitting in a place where we have been blessed, but we have to release that blessing by doing what? Applying what God gave us. Like with any breakthrough, there's a God's side, there's a man's side. God's done what He's gonna do. We have to do what we have to do. What do we have to do? We have to live by faith. How are we going to live by faith? By applying this law that governs the kingdom of God, that governs your life, that governs the earth. The law of seed time and harvest. Amen? Are you listening? I'm not talking about your education. You're diligent as a student, you're going to get a great job. You're so good customer service, you're going to get happy clients that will refer other customers to you. You so love, you're going to reap love. You so strife, you're going to reap a lot of strife in your own life. You so mercy, you will reap mercy. You so kindness, you will reap kindness. You listen, parents. You you show, you you so neglect, you'll reap rebellion. You know, children are the product of us. I always tell parents, you're a parent first. You're not the friend. You are there to train that child, to raise that child, to get rebellion that is in every child's heart out of them by loving them the way God loved you. I'll never forget. Angelique was six years old and like many of you, driven to work from Five o'clock in the morning, that was my life for many years, most of my life. Up five o'clock, never slept before 11 o'clock. When I took my children, my family on holiday, I felt too guilty to swim. I'd sit on the beach, thank God I got some sense since then. And I would think about everybody going to hell. And rather than play with my children, I would run to people and preach to this one, witness to that one. Now there's a time and a place for everything, okay? But listen, I was under the law. I was not living life and I was neglecting my children. And suddenly I saw the behavior change in my children, even towards me. Now I'm a hugger. You don't know it, but I hug. I'm a hugger. After this COVID, when you don't have a mask, you're gonna line up. I'm gonna hug all of you in Jesus' name. Okay, I love hug. That's what I'm saying. So, but then David suddenly became like this. I don't want you to hug me. It was like, And I was preaching at a conference in Cape Town and a wise pastor spoke to me. He said, you're gonna have to change something. You wanna keep your children in love with you. Yes, in love with you. You're gonna have to change some things because 
Love for a child is spelled T-I-M-E. Quality time. And guess what? I was smart enough to change. Then I began to swim with them every day. I bought them bicycles. And as small as they were, I forgot they were so small. And rather than ride one kilometer, we went riding for six kilometers, seven kilometers until Angelique passed out one day. But hey, at least I was trying. I was trying my best. I was investing time with them. I started going on holidays with them. Started doing things that they wanted to do. Not taking their rebellion, but loving rebellion out of them. And I thank God today, as old as they are, my daughter still sits on my lap. My son still adores me, still becomes like a puppy, 30 years old, but if he puts his head on my shoulder, as big as he is, almost as big as me. Yes, David, you're gonna get there, okay? So uh, as big as he is, he still gets like a little puppy because I changed. Seed of neglect. And that prevented rebellion. We're not talking about finances only but we're all talking about finances as well. You neglect your prayer life. You neglect reading the Word of God. You just allow anything into your mind. That's why some people have, have, have a field with uh, uh, corn and tares, wheat and tares. Because they're just allowing any junk in. No. You have the garden. You are the garden. Your mind is the garden. Your life is your garden. Your business is your garden. The relationships you have is your garden. You have to protect those relationships. So if something goes wrong, doesn't help you focus on the negative. You have to focus on the seed that you have sown or that the other person have sown that brought you to that place. Are you listening? So the Bible says in Genesis chapter 8, verse 22, while the earth remains, Well, that's until Jesus comes back. And even when Jesus comes back, the earth will remain. Seed time and a harvest, cold and heat, winter and summer. Summer is ya. This morning is accent. Day and night. You can stand here and prophesy and say, it's not going to be dark tonight. I'm sorry, the sun's going down and the sun is coming up again. It's a law. Summer is coming. After summer, there's going to be winter. After a warm day, there may be a cold day. God says, likewise, and notice that the first thing that God says, while the earth remains, seed time and harvest. While the earth remains, seed time and harvest. A law that we are called to understand. A law that we are called to live by. A law that we are called to respect. A law that we are called to to apply deliberately and intelligently. I want to use that word intelligently because many charismatics stop using their brains. It's like their excuse is, I'm just going to shoot a prayer in heaven, look for a prophet to wave his hand over my life and everything is going to get better. No, I don't care how many times I wave my hand over you. And maybe sometimes when we pray for you, we should take the catcher away so you can fall on your head and wake up and get some sense back in your, in your brain. But you live, you live by the seed you sow. It doesn't help. I pray for you and you sow the right seed. You have to respect this law as much as you respect the law of gravity. And you have to make up your mind to live this law. And you have to make up your mind to sow toward the harvest that you want. Huh? I mean, we're not not called to, to, to live by what this government decides. We're not called to live by what the Reserve Bank decides. We're not called to live by what world economists decide. We're above that. In the world, not of the world. We're above. We're above. We're above. So we're not governed by fear. We're governed by what? Faith, because our faith is rooted in what? In the love of God. That God is faithful. That God watches over His Word to perform it. That the Word of God is not bound. The Word of God is tested in the furnace of the earth. The Word of God stands by itself. 
the Word of God is not subject to what is happening in an economy. The Word of God works in any continent. The Word of God works in every culture. The Word of God works in any uh, situation. God's Word is not bound. Because I'll tell you, when the Word of God is there, your faith activating the Word of God, God steps into the equation and things change. So Mark chapter 4, I'm not getting very far. The Bible says in verse number 26, And He said, listen now, the Kingdom of God. What is the Kingdom of God? Simply God's modus operandi. The way God operates. The way God works in the earth. The way God changes things. The way God establishes His rule. Now I'll ask this. Is there any lack in heaven this morning? No. Any depression? No. Any famine? No. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So we want heaven. We have to understand the principles that govern the kingdom of God. I'm going slow because we have to get understanding. So Jesus says, the kingdom of God operates as Eve. Listen, a man should scatter seed on the ground and should sleep by night and rise by day and the seed should sprout and grow and himself does not know how. For the earth yields crop by itself. First the blade, then the ear, then the full corn in the ear. The man began to prosper, was prospering until he became very prosperous. That can be 10 years, 20 years, 30 years. I always tell young people in your 20s, you better learn. In your 30s, you better yearn so that in your 40s, you can begin to earn. A lot of you want to earn in your 20s and you never learn and you never yearn. You never build your character because you want everything to happen overnight. You want quick success. You want something just to happen. Well, it's not a how it is. I mean, if you're under 30, you can say amen. It's a good time for you to say amen or ain't nah, or oh me or oh my or whatever. Because to think you're just coming to a miracle conference and I'm going to prophesy miracles, but you're as dumb as a doornail, then unfortunately you're not going anywhere. Now, if that offended you, that was your choice. You choose. What does God give you? Life? Choice. Only thing God gives all of us, life and sovereign choice. So people say God's not fair. No, God's fair. People say life's not fair. You better believe life's not fair. People say we never started at the same starting point. Of course we never did. But it matters not. Because when you come in Christ, you're equal. When you come in Christ, you are blessed. When you come in Christ, you have a future. When you come in Christ, you become liberated. It matters not your yesterday. It matters what you do with the knowledge you have now. Turning knowledge into understanding. That means you can't play the victim card. You have to be the victor. You have to outsmart the enemy as Isaac did. He did not allow people's strife, people's enmity, people's opinions the economy, apartheid, whatever it is, BEE, to determine their future. I don't care if the policies, they will not employ a white person. Listen, you ain't white number one, you are pink. So whoever told you you are white, lied to you. Let me just tell you. So if they say this is a place where white people won't get a job, say I agree, because I'm colored. Thank you, my complexion is a little bit lighter than you. Thank you very much. And the policies will be changed because I'm gonna be good enough. I said, I'm going to be bad enough. I'm going to be good enough in Jesus' Name. If they say white men can't jump, you better start jumping, my brother. If they say black people can't do this, you better start doing and, and apply the Word of God. Eventually, you're going to become the director of that company as you apply the principles and the laws of God. Sowing the right seed every day of your life. Integrity, honesty, hard work, discipline. Generosity, not gossip, blessing, blessing, Christian, 
It's like people violate every law in the Word of God, then they want a prayer to fix it. That's not how prayer operates. Prayer brings you into a place of submission to the will and the Word of God. Prayer is not dictating to God. Prayer is not getting God to move outside of His Word. Prayer is coming in alignment with the Word of God. Amen. So if you're a thief, you can't ask God to bless your business. If you take bribes, you can't expect God to bless you. Hello? Huh? <laughs> Better be a good huh, that. <laughs> he says, For the earth yields crops by itself, first the blade, then the ear, then after that, the fruit in the head. But when the grain ripens, immediately puts in the sickle because the harvest has come. So there's a time to sow and there's a time to reap. Now listen, I'm going to read this. Harvest in life is simply the product of God and man working together. Or woman, man with a womb, not man on the moon. Man plants the seed while God brings the harvest. You plant it, God brings the harvest. The harvest is God exchanging His provision for, of man's need for man's seed. And here's the neat thing. God supplies the seed and God supplies the harvest, both. But if you eat your seed, no harvest. If you don't sow the right seed, which is the Word of God to your situation and the application of God's principles to your situation, there is no harvest. God cannot violate His Word. He's not a respecter of persons, but He most definitely is a respecter of principle. He watches over His Word, not your Word. He watches over His Word, not your emotion. He watches over His Word, not your, your, your racism. He watches over His Word to perform His Word in your life. His Word is exalted above His Name. So you talk to people say, come to church and say, well, I'll, I'll see. Other man, you're not serious about your future at all because you're not going to get wisdom from Radio Jive or anywhere else. You're going to get wisdom from one place, the source of wisdom. And you need more than wisdom. You need understanding how to apply God's Word beyond what people say, a miracle. Now God does do miracles. Many of you sit in this place, God's done a miracle for you. That's once off. It's not where you live. You live by faith. You walk by faith. You please God by faith. And faith is released through this law of seed time and harvest. So God, listen, cannot take the role of sowing seed on your behalf. He gives you the responsibility. Galatians 6 verse 7, the J.B. Phillips translation says, don't be under any illusion. You cannot make a fool of God. A man's harvest in life will depend entirely on what he sows. 2 Corinthians 9 verse 6 to 10, the Bible says, but this I say, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. He who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. So let each one give as he purposes in his own heart. What is he saying? As you've made up your mind, what harvest you want in life. Now you choose the seed accordingly. Quality and quantity. The quality and the quantity of the seed you sow will determine the quality and the quantity of the harvest you will reap. The measure. So let each one give as he purposes in his heart. Not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver and God's able to make all grace abound you that you always having all sufficiency may abound to every good work. So you sow strife, you reap strife. You sow unforgiveness, you reap bitterness. You sow judgment, you'll reap condemnation. You sow neglect, you'll reap rebellion. You sow kindness, you'll reap kindness. You sow mercy, you'll reap mercy. You sow great customer service, you'll reap many happy clients if you don't overcharge them, by the way. You sow hard work, you reap success and progress. You make up your mind to respect the law. You make up your mind to sow good seeds only. Okay, television, I know you have to go three minutes, but you have to hear this. Listen to what Jesus says. Jesus put it this way in Luke chapter 6, verse 37 to 38. Jesus said, Forsake the habit of criticizing and judging others, and you will not be criticized and judged in return. 
don't condemn others and you will not be condemned. Forgive over and over and you will be forgiven over and over. Give generously and generous gifts will be given back to you. Shaken down to make room for more. Abundant gifts will pour out upon you with such an overflowing measure that it will run over the top. Listen, the measurement of your generosity becomes the measurement of your return. Wow. The measurement of your generosity becomes the measure of your return. So if you go in the backyard, like many people have millies in their backyard and you put three milli pups, what do you have? Three millies that stand there. You can't sow three milli pups and expect a uh, hundred acres or a hundred uh, hectares of, 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 of millies. I mean, no farmer even uh, applies that that level of foolishness that he complains because the guy next door, he's, he's got fields, thousands of hectares and he sits next door and say, life's not fair. No, he sowed seed and according to his measure, he reaped according to his measure. Now that works in everything, your mind, renewing of your mind, time in the Word of God, time in the Kingdom of God, time with your children, in your marriage, investment, investment. It's a return on investment, basically. So, if this is all you have, a little tot. You know, I can't receive a bucket. You can't expect a bucket if your poverty mindset is always this. All I have, I don't have anything. Remember that prophet, that woman who said to the prophet, I don't have anything? He said, go take the little that you have because God can't work outside of you giving God something to work with. So what happens in families, people say, I have nothing. Well, God can't multiply nothing. Five billion times zero equals zero. No matter how. Upright you are. It ain't working. All your snot and trana. You know, we all live by this. And I want to say it again knowingly and unknowingly. The words that come out of your mouth towards your children, parents, 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 be cautious what comes out of your mouth. Be cautious what you say about your spouse. Be cautious what you say about your business. Because life and death is in the power of your tongue. You steer the entire course of your life with your words. Your words become actions. Your actions become habits. And your habits become a destiny. Your thoughts, words, actions, habits, destiny. So when people don't have control over their tongues, they like people that have diarrhea of the mouth. They just run. I know it's a terrible example, but you'll remember it, okay? It's, it's, there's no God anymore. They just blah, 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 blah. And, and I'm sorry, ladies especially. No, I didn't say you. I said ladies out there. I didn't say you, because I, I expect more of you. Wisdom, understanding. You can't just say what you want and think there's no consequence. The measure, you can't live like this. It's like many people do. My grandmother was like that. Always she said, she said, one day my ship is gonna come in. Never came in, because she never sent out the little boat. She always said, one day when, when, when this comes, I'm going to do this and this and this and this and this. And I hear people talk like that all the time where they come and they say, oh, one day I'm going to do this for the church. But they don't even tithe now. One day when God blesses me, I'm going to do this. You ain't getting blessed, my brother, because the man sowed. He sowed what he had in the famine, in the second famine. He was smart enough to know I have to get some seed. If I want to harvest and I want to go through this famine, I have to get some seed. I have to change my seed. And then the Bible says the man, listen, began, began to prosper. A cloud the size of man's hand. What do people do in famine? They close their hands. They close their mouths. They stop sowing. I'll use hand as they stop praying. They stop going to church. Blah, 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 blah. And they sow to their future. You know, the harvest that the farmer had last year, it's not gonna reappear magically this year on his fields. Every year, he has to go find the right seed. 
and he has to sow again. While the earth remains, you're going to have to go to your work. You're going to have to be better than the competition. You're going to have to be smarter. You're going to have to up your game and your attitude. You're going to have to employ people when your customers walk in that they see a friendly face in the name of Jesus Christ. You're going to have to set things in order and then you're going to have to become a sower. The measure, the measure you sow determines the measure you reap. You can't sow that and expect this. Ain't working. Ain't working. Because everybody, you know, when most people, their names are Jimmy. Jimmy G. <laughs> Gimme. 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 People work and the next minute the boss owes them. But you had no job. Now suddenly the boss owes you. In an unemployment of 40%, Somebody owes you. When did your name change? When did you become Jimmy? When did you become entitled? When did you suddenly um, upgrade yourself to above the Word? Where the Word really doesn't matter. I don't, I don't agree. It doesn't matter what you agree with. It's the law. A law that governs God's kingdom. A law that you see every day of your life. And a law that you better understand. You better respect. Yeah, catch this bucket. Because catch, 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 catch. Let's see if you can still catch. Whoops. A law. A law. While the earth remains. No emotion. No sentiment. No BEE. No apartheid. No white capitalism. I'm not saying there's not truth in those things. What I am saying is I'm above it. I'm above it. I'm the head, I'm not the tail. I'm above it. I'm beyond it. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I have a future. I have a hope because of the Word of God. Come on. I said I have a future. I have a hope because of the Word of God. I don't care what your famine. I don't care how low you feel today. God can take you higher. God can take you places nobody thought possible. It doesn't matter who plots and schemes against you. If God is for you, who can be against you? God is on your side. God's gonna walk you through your valley as your good shepherd. God's gonna prepare a table before you in the presence of your enemies. But you have to make up your mind to become a sower intelligently, deliberately, according to the Word of the Lord. I mean, I talk to Christians, and this is not a financial thing this morning, and they've been saved for 20 years and they still don't tithe. It's like, huh? You know, your financial obedience is the first step into God's kingdom, the first test which Jesus calls the least. That He says, if you're, not un, if you're not faithful in unrighteous mammon, who will give you the true riches? You can't serve God with your finances, which is the least. And you pray, God bless me. God says, no, bring your tithe, bring your offering. Honour the Lord with your substance and with the first fruits of all your increase. Then your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. Bring your tithe and prove me if I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out blessing upon you. But what is the victim mind? What is the victim mind? Huh? The victim mind is God, you. Then I will. God says, no, I already did. 2,000 years ago, I gave my son, just like Abraham did. I gave my best, I gave everything. And with Christ, I gave you blessing. I gave you life, I gave you favour. I gave you opportunity. Your name is no longer Jacob. I'm not the one that you're gonna wrestle with. You're not wrestling me into submission. You're not wrestling me into your way of thinking. 
you be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good, acceptable, perfect will of God for your life. You change. You conform. You respect. You understand. Not talking about difficult. Not talking about it doesn't make sense. What makes sense? Global climate warming. This COVID makes sense and you govern by it. But you want to tell me God that is eternal, that gave this word that's been tested, proven in every continent. Doesn't make sense to your 7% brain and we should be going, be concerned about your little opinion. I mean, Bible says in Proverbs chapter 5, Proverbs chapter 3 says, don't be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord. Stop being your own man, your own woman. Start living a life of humility and respect and reverence. I have capital letters. You want the breakthrough God has for you. Because that breakthrough is not coming your way, sir. I don't care if you are the CEO and the CFO and the COO and the MD and all the super titles that you have. Doesn't impress God one bit. You live by a law of seed time and harvest. Whatever you sow, you will reap. Come on, let's brush up our respect for this law. Let's brush up our application, our, um, our, our understanding. Because what we sow today is determining the harvest that is heading our way. I want to say it again, parents. Be careful what you say. My kids never heard a negative word in their lives. Once I made a mistake, once, and I own up. I said to Angelique, are you stupid? And she stomped a little foot like this because I taught my kids. They're brilliant. They're the best. They're the most beautiful. They're the smartest, blah, 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 blah. Never did they hear a negative word from their dad. In their whole lives did they never hear a negative word. Then I didn't say, you are stupid. I said, are you stupid? And she was like six or seven my beautiful girl and she just stomped her foot like this she said I'm not stupid daddy I'm not stupid and it hit me like a sledgehammer and I said I'm so sorry I'm sorry I'm sorry I mean I, th- I think I'm still repenting that's what I'm saying and I felt like a dog but thank God she stood up and she looked me straight in my eyes she said I'm not stupid no matter what people say about you you better replace what those people said with the word of God sowing the word of God to your mind Believe what God says about you. Stop listening to everything else there. Give time to the Word of the Lord. Respect the Word of God. Meditate on the Word of God. Read the Bible. Because that Bible saves your soul, your thinking. Changes your language. That Bible. Not your favorite music. Favorite music will get you nowhere. Word of God will get you where God called you to be. Are you listening? Huh? Understanding? Understanding? Second famine, opposition, strife, enmity, jealousy. He still prospered. Because he applied the word. The law of seed time and harvest. You know, our world is in a mess. I don't mean it unkindly. I mean it factually. Our world's in a mess. We need a move of God like never. And sometimes people think, I'm going to sort my life out by myself. You can't. You've heard this now and you said, Two thousand years ago, Jesus came to get you right. And until you don't accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you will never have the power to live this life, ever. This is where life starts. When you accept Jesus Christ, when this heart is exchanged with the heart that God intends you to have. I want every head bowed, every eye closed, no one moving. One thing I can tell you is that God loves you. And God Himself applied this law of seed time and harvest 2,000 years ago when He sent His only begotten Son. He sowed Jesus so you and I can experience eternal life. It matters not what you have done. It matters not how low you have sunk. How many times you've lost yourself, it doesn't matter. What matters is this moment today where you sit in the presence of God and you can sow yourself to Him. 
You can give yourself to Him. You can surrender your life to Him. You're sitting here today in Pretoria, maybe there in Johannesburg, in Bloemfontein, in one of our churches, all over South Africa, many different African countries, other countries. This morning you say, Pastor, I need a fresh start with God. I've lost myself. Hey, you better find yourself before the end of this year. Otherwise, how is this December going to look for you? You better find yourself. Get yourself back. Put your life in the hands of Jesus. Come back to Jesus. Every head bowed, every eye closed, no one moving. You say, there's a stirring in my heart this morning. You're talking to me. I need a fresh start with God, a new beginning. I need a fresh start with God, a new beginning. I want to surrender all in my life to Him. If that's your desire, quietly, wherever you are. I want to pray before we close the service. If that's you, just quietly, wherever you are, raise your hand right now. Slip it up all over this place. Thank you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Raise it up high, high, right there. That's your act of obedience. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you at the back. God bless you. Raise it up now. In Jesus' name. Say yes. Thank you up there. God bless you. Bless you. Bless you. God bless you. You know, we have choice. That's all we have. Choice. Walk to Him or walk from Him. That beautiful son will run. Song. Son. Song. I'll run. That one. What a great honor to pray with you this morning. Jesus loves you. And I know there's going to be a traffic jam, but that's okay. It's the end of the year. We haven't had traffic jams forever. So put your hand on your heart. Pray with me. Just say this, Jesus, I give myself back to you. Thank you for loving me as I am. I believe you rose from the grave. I believe you are alive. Today, I accept you as my personal Lord and Savior. I surrender all to you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen and amen. God bless you. God bless you. God loves you. Thank you for listening to our podcast. For more information on CRC, visit www.crc.org.za.